Hello. Is this a is this is this recording a, a sweary recording? Are we going for it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Okay, good. It doesn't matter. Cool. Like I said, the whole point of it is to just throw a little bit of chaos into an organized system as I'm apt to do. An agent of chaos. I like it. Um, I picked up the Switch after like months. It's the only game system I have right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Mostly because I can play it without it taking up my whole television so I can watch TV at the same time. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. But I picked it up after a while and I was like, I don't feel like playing any of these games that I have. And so I was like, just kind of like cruising through the store because, you know, there's all these sales always like, oh, three bucks, whatever. Some sure. game that you can play for like two days that's worth like three bucks or whatever. But there was those, I've never played any of the Assassin's Creed game. Creed, how, do you, how would I pluralize that? Assassin's Creed? Creed's Assassin's game? Assassin's Creed? Yeah, it is Assassin's Creed, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never played any of those games. So they had two of them that are supposedly two of the best ones for 20 bucks. And I was like, well, give it a shot. And I played it for a couple of days and I was like, okay, I'm getting frustrated with this and I'm done. <laughs> I just don't. And because, and because they cost you less than a cup of coffee, you're fine. Well, I don't, it's, I just don't care enough about games to get past the frustration point on most of them. Where I'm like, oh, okay, every time I try to blow this ship up with my pirate ship, I get blown up, and this is the 25th time today. I'm done, and I'm probably not coming mm-hmm. back tomorrow. But if I was a gamer, it'd be different. You know, like gamers get off on that challenge. I'm like, well, I'll go read a book. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. To me, a game is like something that I do to get away from everything else. Mm-hmm. So when it when it becomes annoying, I'm like, no, oh, this is supposed to be the thing that makes me feel like I'm not doing something. Yeah, that's why I was always a fan of it. As as a kid, um, I guess I thought the same way as a kid. I was always a fan of like God codes and cheat codes. Because I, <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I'm not trying to prove anything. Like, make it easier. Cool. I'd I'd love to walk through Doom and like have no demon able to kill me. Awesome. I'm just gonna blow these guys away with a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, I suppose like I'm such a big lore nerd that I read like every single line of dialogue and every cutscene. I watched every cutscene <laughs> completely and I'm all that kind of stuff. So I actually really. I really, really took my time with games. It's crazy. Maybe that's my problem as well. I never did that. I would always skip through stuff. I'm like, I don't care. Just get back to the action. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, dude, the lore, the, the lore is awesome. In some, I mean, don't get me wrong. In some of the games, the lore is just trash. And, like, it's just a secondary, uh, you know, it's it's like window dressing more than anything else. There, there are some games where they really, really cared about the lore. Like, Fallout's actually a great example of that. Yeah. Well, I, I think... Uh, my gaming mentality is so different when I think about it, so different than my actual personality. Like you think mm-hmm. about like uh like D D style games or fantasy games, right? Yeah. If you if you look at like my personality, most people would think maybe wizard, right? Mm-hmm. No, I always pick the warrior because I hate learning spells and stuff and I just want to swing the sword and kill things. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I suppose I suppose it's it's fair that I'm always trying to be a ranger or a rogue because I like to sneak around and do like weird creative shit. I like the ideas of rogues, but I get bored with them because <laughs> I have really? to learn. Yeah, because I have to learn stuff in the game, and I don't want to learn stuff. Oh, that's my, true. Yeah, my yeah, thing, I, yeah. I think I think I was ruined by N- Nintendo rentals as a kid because <laughs> you'd rent a game and you had like two days, three days to play it. So it was always like get the fastest way to the end. So sure. you gotta to, get quickly to the end, yeah. Yeah, to me anything like anything that's like a, like these uh open world games, I still just rip through them. I was like, mm-hmm. oh side quest. I'm like side fuck it. <laughs> unless, it <laughs> unless it gives me like a cool weapon, skip it. Sure. I'll that's go back. Funny. And uh, I'll I'll look at you know if I get stuck then I go looking at side quests. That's the way I play. It's weird. Yeah, like, no, it I'm makes a, sense though. I'm a berserker. Maybe it's the one place. It's it, yeah, it's the one. It's the one. You're you're like chaotic, neutral or whatever that. Like you're you're literally a walking berserker. You're you're Wolverine incarnate when it comes to games. Yeah, essentially, I just want to like. <laughs> I want to leave a, a a wake of bones behind me. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good metal album name. A wake of bones behind me. That yeah, would be, I uh, mean, I, I was I was literally the opposite. I did every single side quest. John's like that too. Like I remember when I was playing Skyrim and he had Skyrim at his house, and he'd come over. He's like, "Oh, you haven't um, built up your smithing." I'm like, "I don't care mm-hmm. about making weapons. I can buy them." <laughs> he sat there with my game for like two hours, just like. Raising my smithing level and raising whatever the other ones were, I think enchanting and all that. And I was like, I never yeah. would have done that ever. And he had gone online and looked at ways to do it faster and stuff. And I was like, nah, I just didn't do it. I just kept upping my <laughs> upping my strength and upping my stamina. And <laughs> it's just more entertaining to me. I don't know. I mean, do you then like prefer the the prospect of like playing like shooting games, or I mean, what's the what's no. the balance point that you... I hate shooting games for some reason? Really? I, I think I hate them because they're usually like slanted more towards multiplayer, and I hate multiplayer. Oh, I love multiplayer. Reason I don't like multiplayer is when I'm done, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is annoying. I quit. I can just turn off the game system, and I'm not like ruining somebody's parade. Yeah, I'm not throwing a tantrum. I I greatly loved the idea of ruining someone's day. (laughs) I don't know why, dude. Like, I mean, it's not it's not my normal like it's not normal me either. I don't typically I don't do that in my real life. You know what I mean? I wonder what the stats on multiplayer games and only children are. Yeah, sure. Because I, th- there's got to be some psychology involved there, right? Like, not used to playing with others? Of course, not interested in playing with others. Mm-hmm. I don't know how common it is, but, like, it kind of makes sense to some degree. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a pre- you know what it is, though? I, I feel like I'm, if we're going back to the whole D&D thing, I feel like I'm lawful, like, um, chaotic lawful. or I feel what exact distinction it is. But, like, even when I'm playing first-person shooters, for example, like, I, I don't... It's, I don't like ruining everybody's day. I like taking down bullies. I'm looking up. If that makes any sense. Like, I like, I like to take people, you know, take on people who are like, 
either A, cheating and ruining everyone else's day, or B, like just trying to dominate and do like really mean things in game. And I liked to be a vigilante. Like I would track them down and figure out ways to crush their souls. Okay, so we have, we'll skip the evil ones. So there's lawful neutral, lawful good, neutral good, true neutral, chaotic good, and chaotic neutral. Mm, I think that might be chaotic good. Okay, chaotic good. A chaotic good character, this is Wikipedia. A chaotic good character does what is necessary to bring about change for the better, disdains bureaucratic organizations to get in the way of social improvement, and places a high value on personal freedom. It's a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, basically libertarian. Not only Which, for oneself, way, but for yeah, but, that, that, by the way, fully describes me in, in the most perfect way in video games and in most of my, um, most of my um, like, work life. And yeah, don't get me wrong, like, I, I, think, I, I think libertarians get a bad rap. Kind of, ah, man, that's a weird thing to say, like, because I think they do and they don't at the same time. But I think most people don't understand what libertarians really are. Well, yeah, there's, um, there's and, and, and that includes most of libertarians. libertarians. Yeah, there's many, there's many breeds of libertarian. I mean, libertarian was originally the far left. Sure, sure. Now they're associated with the right. And yeah, sure. It's so it's it's that's why it all gets messed up. Am I chaotic neutral? That's what you said, right? Let's see. Chaotic yeah, I think you're chaotic neutral. Individualists who follows their own heart and generally skirts rules and traditions. Although chaotic neutral characters promote the ideas of freedom, it is their own freedom that comes first. <laughs> So they're selfish. <laughs> I don't know if that fits necessarily my game plan. That might fit me as a person, but <laughs> maybe I'm true neutral. Neutral character maybe. is both axes on is neutral on both axes and tends oh axes is what they're trying to say. They're not axes. Both axes and tends not to feel strongly towards any alignment. I don't know. I don't know if any of these fit me necessarily. I, th- I think I always slant towards good. I always do the right thing. I don't like when I play games, like if there's like an option, like kill a person for no reason, I never do it. Mm. Like the, the only time I've ever done that was in playing Skyrim when you had to do like bad stuff to get to certain parts of the game. Sure. And, you know, I, I can't remember what guild it was or whatever where you had, I think it was the Thieves Guild. You had to like hunt somebody down and like innocent person down and kill them, <laughs> and I did it. And I, I felt bad. It is just a game. Oh man, I, I know, know what you mean you... though. Like I mean, I, did, I I typically even when I played games and, and I, I I almost always chose the not necessarily the rule following uh, um, option because I hated. Um, arbitrary rules that led to bad outcomes, I would always do the, what I consider to be the right thing. Hmm. Okay, here we go. I'm neutral good. A neutral good character uh, typically acts altruistically without regard for or against lawful precepts such as laws or traditions. A neutral good hmm. character has no problems with cooperating with lawful officials but does not feel beholden to them. In the event that doing the right thing requires the bending or breaking of rules, they do not suffer the same inner conflict that a lawful good character would. Examples of this alignment include celestials, some cloud giants, and most gnomes. 
I don't know. That's Dungeons and Dragons stuff right there. Wait, which what 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 alignment is that? Neutral good. Okay, I might be neutral good then. Yeah, I feel like that fits me much better. So, one axi is lawful, neutral, chaotic. So it's it's like how how much do you worry about rules? And then good, mm-hmm. neutral, evil is like the character. You know what kind of what is your character? Moral character, your moral fiber, your mm-hmm. ethics. Um, yeah. Learning a lot about. I wish I had played D anD D as a kid. I think I would have liked it. Although I just said I didn't like playing with others. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really playing with others, though. I mean, D anD is really different in the sense that it's like your your coworkers rather than friends. You know what I mean? Like it's really weird. I because I used to play D anD D a little bit, and and it definitely was different than how one would perceive a normal friendship to be. I think I'd make a kick-ass dungeon master now. You probably would, yeah. I was just thinking that, actually. Right? You get to write the stories? Like, I'd be down for that, maybe. Well, not only that, but the story continually evolves, so you're writing the story as the the characters give you input. Yeah. Be an interesting podcast. It's really interesting to to play D&D with a group of smart, creative people. Because they try to they try to make the story more interesting. It's it's one of those things like literally never played it, never even been in the room when other people were playing it. But every time I've mm-hmm. seen it in a movie or a TV show, I'm like, that's my kind of nerdy. Sure. And not because of all the stats and all that stuff. That's the stuff that would turn me off. Like I mentioned, John earlier. John was mm-hmm. like he likes stats and like numbers and that stuff. Like he nerds out on that stuff. Um, me, yeah, I don't, but I like the part you said, the creative part. Like, yeah, you know, my favorite part of, of these, I guess we'll call them role playing games, is when you get to design your character. That's my favorite mm-hmm. part. Sure. And then, and I hate games when you play them and you get like new armor and stuff and your avatar doesn't change. Mm. I'm like, why did I bother getting that sweet? Yeah, that's helmet? obnoxious. Yeah, I remember for one of the, the modern D&D games I did, like, God, we, I, I, I mean, I played D&D a little bit in my early teens, and then I didn't play it for like 30 years. And then um, Matt Cross, Brandon was there, I think. Um, like Jonathan Pozo, who no is Eric's, who that is. He's Eric's cousin, and Nathan, who is Eric's brother-in-law, I believe. Um, like we all got together and played a D and D game and I wrote like a 10 page backstory for my character <laughs> and I wasn't even done. Like I could have written 50 pages, but I didn't have the time. And nobody else had one. Well, people, they had ideas, you know, they had like, Oh, my character comes from here and does this and all this kind of stuff. I had like an entire family history, like the lore of the kingdom, like I had all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, that's the yeah, it was it was, part. it was my favorite part. You would have loved it, dude. It was a lot of fun. Actually, I'll say that's my that would be my second favorite part because once again, my number one is still weird enough the gear and the clothing and the the look <laughs> the look of the character too. Well, I can't remember what game it was. Was it? I think it was Skyrim. Um, no, it wasn't Skyrim. It was an older game that I always forget the name of. That was on. I think N64. And I, I, I always want to say it's never 
something nights, but that's not it. Uh, I think it was an EverQuest game, but I can't remember. But anyways, mm-hmm. first time I got to have a character who was a dark elf, and I was like, yes. Dark elf forever. White hair, midnight black skin, pointed ears. Yes, that's yeah. me. And every time I get that opportunity for that, I always go for that. Like even, uh, you ever played that Stardew Valley? No, what the hell is that? It's a farming game, essentially. That's actually really. No, cool. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play. I didn't play any of those, dude. No, this is new. This is like within the last okay. five, five years. Um, maybe. Okay. No. Um, it's on like every platform. Anyways, it's like it was part of this like retro revival where where games like suddenly like Minecraft where games suddenly started to look pixelated again because it was cool. Yep. Um, and calling it a uh, farming game is actually really reductive. But anyways, well, even when I designed the little character for that, who's like a little pixelated square, black skin, yeah. white hair. Huh. No way. <clears throat> I wonder why that, I mean, maybe it's just the aesthetic you really like. It just looks sweet. You know, like, that's the thing. I was watching, uh, you'll laugh, what I found on uh, that app, Tubi. T-U-B-I, the free mm-hmm. app, I found G.I. Joe. But it's G.I. Joe season three and four, which is where things got really weird. Um, mm-hmm. When I first got Netflix, they had G.I. Joe, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch all the stuff I watched when I was a kid. And I watched the first two seasons of G.I. Joe, and I was like, man, this show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring, right? Kind of like when I tried to watch... Uh, Night Rider. I was like, nope, not gonna do it. Uh, but season three and four is when things started getting weird, like Serpentor and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where sure. they started adding all those really strange characters. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this, see if this is better. And uh, I was watching it last night, and even when I was watching that, I was like, yep, I might not have been a bad, I might not chose to be a bad person, but if I had to pick my clothing. I picked my clothing from the Cobra closet, not from the G.I. Joe closet. Yeah, G.I. Joe closet sucked. I, I would have dressed lame. like Sartan. Yeah. I, I would have, uh, like, just like the vehicles. Like, look at the vehicles. Like, Borean Army Jeep, Black Army mm-hmm. Jeep with red rockets, the Black Viper tank. You know, like, the, the, the Cobra aesthetic was just awesome. Yeah, even, I mean, even just the, the logo. character design was- I mean, I, I hate to say it, but like, I mean, even the character designs, like the the, the look of the Baroness, defined what I thought was hot for like ten years. I'll give it up. You know, you still think it's hot. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. Like, I, I still think one of the most like beautiful like modern images of the female form to me is like Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Leather. Like the dark hair, the 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 tight leather, like skin suit with like guns I, I know it sounds really like juvenile but I mean that's just the aesthetic like, that got that that locked itself in my head at that point you know we're middle aged males in America juvenile is an appropriate word <laughs> yeah that's true that's a good point yeah, that's I, a very good point I mean I just literally said I was watching G.I. Joe last night <laughs> <laughs> and by the way Scarlet's hot <laughs> really 
don't know. Well, of course, you like redheads. Never yes. mind. That's true. Yes, Although I, I never, I never like made uh, connections. She has all like all those stars on her uniform, and I'm like, I wonder if she's supposed mm-hmm. to be Texan. Yeah, oh, like, maybe. I think that that might be. You know, you never know. Like GI Joe, they left so much stuff out because it was literally a cartoon made to sell toys, rather than a sure. to- a toy line that was made from a cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was watching it last night and thinking that I was like, damn, like, okay, we'll leave out all of the camo stuff because obviously the camo stuff makes sense for the GI Joe people, right? They're in the army, mm-hmm. but like everybody else has like these colors, these bright colors. Oh, we do have one exception. Snake eyes. Yep. Snake eyes was the best. Everybody loves snake eyes. Number two, yeah, Storm absolutely. Shadow. Storm Shadow was the and iPod of GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> he was an interesting way of, way of putting that. I never even thought about that. Remember Firefly? I do remember Firefly. He was like Snake, Snake Eyes, and Storm Shadow had a baby and turned gray. What are the name of the twins again uh, on the the Cobra side? Oh man, they were in the episode last night. The, Zaymot and Tomax. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the nice reverse work. of each. But yeah, re- yeah, yeah. Nice work. Yeah. One had the scar, the other one didn't, and then they had those weird bubbles they flew around in. Mm-hmm. It was like the segue you know, before you, the segue. If you take um, Scarlet's uniform, because now I'm looking at her uniform from G.I. Joe, and you modernized okay. it. Actually, it holds up pretty well. Let's see. Scarlet. G.I. Like most modern, most modern movies have uniforms that are similar to that. I mean, she almost looks like an X-Man. Well, the, the one thing that G.I. Joe had an advantage on is they didn't put all of their char- their female characters in underwear. Yeah. You know, like they actually were wearing clothes that they could actually fight in. Sure, sure, sure. That's true. I was just watching something on YouTube yesterday, and they were like talking about the stupidest choices ever made. Uh, did you ever see what they did to the Invisible Woman in the nineties? No, I did not. Fantastic Four Invisible Woman. Yeah, I, I was never a Fantastic Four fan, dude. Um, you need to look it up because it is ridiculous. Let me see if I can find it for you. I'll find the perfect. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, just type into Google Invisible Woman nineties. And look for the... You'll know what to look for. (laughs) It'll be really obvious. Because it's not the normal Fantastic Four uniform. Oh, Jesus. Like, what is with the boob window that's shaped like a four? (laughs) Jeez, man. Yeah, the 90s... I mean, you know, there... There are moments where, like, I don't think we've come a long way until I see something like this. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, if you if there's, yeah, especially if you look at the ones where they're really accentuating the size of her breasts. Yeah, and I mean that's the annoying part too is that like now seeing it with the lens of like modern time, I'm like, this annoys me not because it's like objectifying her and like sexualizing her like that that is just an instant annoyance, but from a purely practical perspective, like how could you possibly be a superhero in this? Right. Like, hold on, let me jump. Oh, wait, wait, let me pull this out of my butt before I jump. Because yeah, they never what? show you the back of this. 
Of course. But the back of it, I guarantee, has no back. Of course. And I don't know any human that wants to go to battle with their ass cheeks in the air. Yeah, that's horrifying. I mean, even, absolutely horrifying. even the thing had shorts. Yeah. Even the Hulk had shorts. Wow. And if anybody yeah, was going to be, in, would make sense to be naked, it would be the Hulk. Oh, yeah, sure. Or at least some like spandex pants that like expand with him. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But, but I mean, like, if theoretically, if like the Hulk, they wouldn't do it because of obscenity or whatever. But if the Hulk was naked, it would make sense. Because number one, he grew in size. So, of course, his pants were destroyed. And number two, he wouldn't care about being naked. He's the Hulk. Yeah, but if you but if if you were a superhero, there's a consideration for like how society would perceive you. You know what I mean? Not for the Hulk though, because the Hulk doesn't yeah. have that higher thinking capacity. Yeah, not not for the Hulk, but for the rest of the Avengers. <laughs> oh yeah, he but probably like, wouldn't have ended yeah, up. Yeah, we gotta cover that up. If he was naked, he probably wouldn't have been an Avenger. Yeah, of course, exactly. That's but my point. Isn't that the? Isn't that why? Alan Moore made Mr. Manhattan naked. Yeah, because he just didn't care. And that it becomes more and more obvious throughout the comic that you can see his dong. <laughs> and in the movies, too. I think that was part of the point. What was it? Was it Mr. Manhattan? Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Doctor, thank you. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, see... Um, that's interesting. Some of the pictures now they have like this little W shaped underwear on him. But mm. he's not that's not legit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he I mean it's not accentuated, but it, it looks like the it looks like the junk from uh Da Vinci's drawing of man. You know the one Yeah, oh yeah, sure. The circle around it. That's what it looks like. Yeah, versus just in the uh, movie where it's, like, enormous. Oh, man, I got to send you this. <laughs> oh, no. Are you sending me dong pics, dude? Please don't do that. Well, I mean, theoretically it is, but it's it's a puzzle. <laughs> I love that you said it was theoretically a dong pic. Because if I don't say it, it sounds like something completely different. Oh, jeez. I'm not, not sending you porn. I'm sending you a cartoon with a dog. Okay. It's on your phone, not on not on Zoom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine putting that puzzle together? Like No, hey, I cannot. I've got the piece with the right eyeball and the dot on his forehead. I have the tip of his penis. <laughs> that is a weird looking penis too though. It looks like a Pepsi can. <laughs> it looks like a very tired Pepsi can. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like a Pepsi can that was made out of like plastic that melted slowly. <laughs> it does seem to be okay. We can't talk about this for very long, but it does seem to be thicker in the middle. Strangely, and yeah, thin, which is weird. Yeah, top. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this thing know. is anatomically strange. I don't get it. It's a it's a science project, I guess. Yeah, sure. I don't know. If, is that Jeez. a real puzzle? Is this a real puzzle? Or is this it has to be puzzle? right? Yeah, 1784. Wow. Okay, real puzzle. Crazy. Yeah. All right, man, I got to call it soon. I'm getting real sleepy. All right. We'll talk soon.
Yep. All right. Good night. Cool, man. All right, man. Good night. Bye. Bye.